for Truth with a Texas Twain, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Today we have a wonderful show. I'm truly excited about it. But before we begin, our sponsor is Noonday Exploration. Noonday helps families by purchasing oil and gas royalties from estates. For more information, call 903-530-9352 or go to NoondayExploration.com. Well, I just am so excited. Our topic is single and strong divorce. When is enough enough? And we're going to be talking about parenting after the divorce. And I have brought on one of my most special friends for this. Her name is Sandra Beck. Hello, Sandra. Thank you for being with me. Hey, Kathy. So I want to brag about you for a minute, if you don't mind. And then I'll, I'm will i going to turn it over and let you tell my listeners your story. Because I, I personally love your story, and I love your family, and I just admire and love you. So let me brag about you for a minute, if that's okay. Sure. Okay. Sandra Beck is the president of Beck Multimedia. She is an author, coach, speaker, radio host, entrepreneur, philanthropist. I mean, you name it, and she has done it. She has created a virtual empire of successful companies entirely staffed, managed, implemented, using a host of virtual assistants and online resources. She is the author of Motherhood Incorporated, The Smart Woman's Guide to Working from Home with Just a Computer and an Internet Connection and Blog Foria, How to Reach Millions of People Without Spending a Dime Well, You're Getting the Idea. She's amazing. She's a powerful voice in the social media arena as a popular Internet brand strategist. She is the host of five, can you believe it, five radio shows. I just admire you so much for this. And I'm going to name them Military Mom Talk Radio, Powered Up Talk Radio, Dynamic Women, which I personally love, Coach Talk Radio, and Powered Up Talk Radio. I think I named that one already. Most importantly, and this is what we want to talk about today, she is the single mother of two amazing young men, and and they are starting to really blossom right now. I mean, we're seeing them grow into very courageous and sensible and um, powerful young men, and and so that's what I wanted to talk to you about today. And I just I just want to say before I turn it over to you, Sandra, she is such a dear friend to me, and my success is built on her experience and wisdom. So she's a dear friend. So Sandra, thank you for being with me today. Thanks, Kathy. I'm tired just listening to all that. <laughs> believe all that you've accomplished and that isn't even just the half of it that was just some of the stuff i pulled off one of our uh, bios you know 
Well, I think, you know, Kathy, every day I get up, I really truly believe is a blessing. You know, when I was 13, I had a, a tumor on my thyroid. I had to have it removed. I had to have, you know, treatment. And I was really scared. And at that point, I promised God I would make every day count. Now, there are days that I'm sick and I don't feel well. And, you know, I don't make as much count as um, I could. But I do give 100% effort every day because I'm here. You amaze me, and I, I love it that, that the way you work is an expression of your faith, because I do know, I mean, I, I've called you at 3 o'clock, and you've told me, let's talk later, I just picked up the boys. So I know how you prioritize your time. I also know that when I called you for advice, you've been right there, and 100% of you is devoted to serving and helping me when I ask you good questions about all kinds of aspects of social media, which is what I've had to embrace in my in my fear and trembling. So I just know what a great person you are for prioritizing and using your time wisely. And I love it that that is an expression of your faith. That makes me so happy. Thank you. Well, tell us, tell my listeners, my friends that are listening a little bit about I, I don't even know which part of your story I love the best. So much of it is wonderful. But for I know with, with um, this time of year, people sometimes get very discouraged. They see other families together celebrating in traditional ways. And single moms especially can really suffer. So tell me a little bit about your story and what you experienced as a result of that. Sure. Um, well, I was married for almost 10 years and I went through fertility treatments to have my kids. I really wanted these boys and I was willing to, you know, put drugs in my body when I'm a very clean living person. You know, I, I don't even like to put caffeine in my body, much less all these fertility drugs. So I really wanted these children. I really family is everything to me. So when my kids were three months old and two and a half years old, and my ex-husband was like, I don't want this. I don't want this anymore. I don't want you. I want someone else. Um, that was a big kick to the teeth to me. And it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a blessing and a, you know, like the biggest tragedy, but I willed it and I asked God for it. And I'm just going to backtrack a little bit. Um, when my babies were were just born, especially my second one, I was laying in my bed, and you know how you cradle one in each arm, you know, yeah. and I got the little, you know, my infant is cradled and my toddler's like kind of wrapped around me like with tentacles, and I was crying. But I wasn't crying so hard because I didn't want them to upset them. But the tears were just pouring out the side mm -hmm. of my eyes, and they kept filling up my ears. And I kept trying to shake my head, but when I would shake my head to get the tears out of my ears, you know, it would wake up the baby. So I'm like, oh, oh I'm just like laying there drowning in my own tears. But <laughs> I never prayed so hard at that point. And I was like, God, please deliver me. Please do anything. And this was the second time in my life that I prayed to God with everything. I had the first time was when I was sick when I was 13 and then at this point in my marriage and shortly thereafter on my birthday of all things my ex-husband packed his stuff and off he went and I had the house and the expenses and the kids for four or five years and then they started going over to his house with his new wife and his new family and all of that Kathy was just 
a nightmare for me. I know people deal mm. with it all the time. And, you know, God answered my prayers that night. He gave me relief. He gave me space from this man that was consistently crushing my heart. Now, mm-hmm. <laughs> would, could he have done it differently? Yes. But, you know, God in his infinite wisdom grows us and was growing me and was growing my faith. Because mm-hmm. when I turned it all over and I just surrendered to God's will, um, for the second time in my life, I formed a closer relationship with him that has sustained me throughout the last nine years as a single mom. You're an amazing single mom. I think of you as a champion. I I just want to use that word over and over in this episode today. I want people to understand what whatever part of your story we don't get to today, you are an amazing champion and a great example for everyone else. So I'm just so proud of you. I'm really proud of the way the boys are learning to be warrior champions themselves too and especially in this culture we're living in where so many people grieve because of a lack of male leadership and and single moms are just so discouraged because they're trying to find male role models for their sons and so I just want to say I see you as a champion and your boys are catching that spirit from you I know I know there's lots of good men in their lives cuz your dad and many others have surrounded them and but anyway I just I just want to say that to you how old were the boys when the divorce happened uh 3 months old and 2 and a half years old and then you said there was a 5 year gap what, did he did your ex-husband the boy's father did they did he come into their lives at all oh, during the Hit and miss for about three years. It was Tuesday night ice creams and okay. hit and miss. And then he got together with this woman and they decided they were ready to blend their families. So mm. it all happened very fast for my kids. You know, they had suddenly right. they're learning to navigate overnights. They've got, you know, much older stepbrothers. It's a very different dynamic, different beliefs, different values. You know, atheist versus me, who's a conservative Christian. It was it was rough. That's that's just so amazing. I know a few sentences doesn't cover all the experiences and and just so that anyone listening that might be encouraged to hear this story, I want them to understand briefly that that also included some quite a bit of expense and time in court oh, to get wow. all the custody stuff worked out. So there was nothing easy about that process. No, and a lot of use of the manipulation of the public services to humiliate me, to paint me as a bad parent, to paint my father as a as a pedophile. You know, all these things were at the disposal because when you accuse somebody of something regarding children, they have to take action. It's not like anybody can look the other way. And even though the accusations were unfounded, ungrounded, and, and you know, it was, there's a lot of ways people can abuse each other using the system. I know there's people listening that really may be right in the big middle of this. And so when we come back from the break, I want us to focus a little bit on how you were able to take your faith and instill that in your boys in spite of that ongoing conflict that happened. And then I want you to tell, when we come back, I want you to tell a little bit more about how how you were able to uh, 
like this the story now and how how amazing those young men are and how they're starting to have their own boundaries even with when you're not even around and they come home and tell you those stories and and I get to hear from from y'all sometimes because I'm praying so all of that is very dear to me before we go to the break though I want to just say Sandra has been such a great help to me in all the things that I've done I would not have this talk show if it weren't for you Sandra so um I don't want to forget to mention that, and I want to thank Noonday Exploration for all they've done to make this episode possible, too. And remember, you can catch more on KathyCraffy.com, or you can go to Sandra, well, you can find Sandra Beck on BeckMultimedia.com. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about strategies and ways to make life better, especially for our children. So stay with us. So stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door. And the next house over is a grocery store. I'm here with Mary Ottman, and I asked her to tell you about Water to Thrive. Water to Thrive builds wells and changes lives for people living in rural villages in Africa. Waterborne illnesses have killed more people than all of the armed conflicts combined since World War II. In fact, 5,000 children under the age of five die each day from waterborne diseases. Since 2008, Water to Thrive has built 750 wells, benefiting 400,000 people. You can make a difference by donating at www.watertothrive.org. Have you ever met one of those people who just can't be stopped? It's like they're unstoppable. Yeah, I have. Me too. What's their mystique? Nothing stops these people. Each week, join Coach Frankie Picasso for Mission Unstoppable, where you'll meet some of the most amazing people. They've accomplished their goals despite insurmountable odds. They beat adversity, physical hardship, and traumatic events, and emerge triumphantly. They're people just like you and me, and they're winners. Are you unstoppable? Join Frankie Picasso every week for Mission Unstoppable and learn how. Stop. Hi, this is Kathy Craffy with Fireside Talk Radio, and I'm here with B.J. Garrett, the Executive Director of CARE. Christ-centered abortion recovery and education. We are here to help men and women have their lives restored after an abortion experience. You, if you want to know more about how to recover after abortion, look for our upcoming episodes on Fireside Talk Radio with BJ and Kathy Crafty. Thank you. Oh, miles and miles of Texas. Yeah. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. on shrimp and catfish and mammy's good gumbo. I got that rambling fever, said goodbye to Welcome back to our conversational adventure 
on how to know when enough is enough. And when you get to that place and you find yourself caught in the custody battles and all the problems that would go with divorce, my sweet friend Sandra Beck is here to give us some more of her story and tell us what worked for her. Sandra, talk to me a little bit about, I know over the, when we were on break, you were sharing some of the things that you did when, you're, when you were finding yourself fighting it out in court. You know, when you go to court, it's not like TV. You know, I expected it to be like, you know, Judge Wapner or, you know. Yeah. I just, I wasn't prepared. And, but I was prepared. And that was the funny thing because, you know, I had attorneys that represented the kids, attorneys that represented me. You know, it was a five or four or five year court battle. I can't remember exactly how long. And it was ugly. And it wasn't over money. It was, it was retaliatory. It was punitive. It wasn't, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm so supporting. So I'm not trying to seek child support. And, you know, there wasn't anything other. And I was happy with 50, 50 with the kids, you know, that, that, that wasn't the issue. The issue was I was involved with someone who wanted to punish me and use the court to do it. And that's very popular these days. Um, mm. You know, you drag people through court, not because you want something, but you want to derail them. You want to hurt them, humiliate them, punish them for whatever reason. And the reason I say it's very common is I spent a lot of time in court sitting in the lobby and listening to cases and listening where I could. And I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not alone. Um, But there was one point that it really stood out where it got really ugly. The new wife and the new wife's kids and the, the, my ex-husband versus me. And I felt really outnumbered Kathy and Mm. my attorney at the time encouraged me to make some allegations. And I really had to search my heart. And I said to him, you know, I don't have any proof of these and I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to make allegations just, to throw more mud and he was frustrated with me and the other attorneys were frustrated with me and I got this great peace around me because there's a phrase in the Bible, Romans 8, 31, that says, if God is for us, who can be against us? So I yeah. kind of manipulated that around in my mind. And I said, with God before me, who can be against me? With God before me, mm-hmm. who can be against me? And I just, I had that as my mantra. And I stayed in faith. I stayed mm-hmm. in my seat. And I, you know, when I first filed for divorce from my ex-husband, I said to both my babies who were too young at the time to remember this, but I made a promise to them that I would not disgrace them. I would Mm. not do anything to their father, to in the divorce proceedings, anything that would hurt them or cause them harm. And they would always be proud of me. And, And that was really important to me. And in all these times of crisis, whether it was in the court or whether it was when my mom was dying and I needed our frequent flyer miles to go home for her funeral and I wasn't allowed to use them, you know, things like that that just were so wounding. I kept holding on to, if God be for me, who can be against me? And I would find my peace. And when you find your peace, you can respond and not react. Because believe me, Kathy, there were times I wanted to scream at these people and scream at them and just go, what are you doing? Don't you see how much you're wasting the court's time, wasting the social worker's time? You know, there are kids out there in need and and you're jerking me through this system because you think it's funny because you want to humiliate me. And I didn't say any of that. And I just stayed where I was and I responded to the questions, responded to everything properly. And, you know, I didn't react. And 
not reacting to all this stuff is so the key and it's so hard and I don't think I could do it without God's help and that's why I always had to look at going you know I used to wear like t-shirts mm. under my suit you know and like I had a Batman mm. shield on it and you know it was like the Batman shield to Batman my heart and then right. I my my soul I had God protecting me going and I really held on to I don't know why you're doing this, God. I don't know why I'm being put in this position. I know you're growing me for something. I know you're preparing me for something, you know. And I just held on to that because when these things happen, it's so confusing and so overwhelming. And you can turn to alcohol. You can turn to drugs. You can turn to lots of boyfriends. I didn't. I turned to faith. You know, there's a... You were talking about not disgracing your children, and I immediately thought of a verse in First Timothy that talks about leading our children or, I mean, some verses even translate it control, but leading our children with dignity. And I used to trip over that word dignity because there were so often when I was trying to discipline my children, I wouldn't feel very dignified about it because I was just like trying not to lose it, you know. (laughs) So I'd read that word dignity and think, oh, gosh, I'll never, I'm not a very dignified person anyway. I'll never get there. But in other verses, other translations translate that word as gravity, like seriousness, you know. But but I want to just say, because I don't, I, I know the time will go quickly. I don't want to miss a chance to say this to you out loud where everybody can hear it, whoever listens. Your children are demonstrating so much gravity and dignity now in their relationships with all the people in their lives, but particularly their dad. And so I'm really proud of all of you, but I'm especially proud of you because I think you model that verse so well. And you may not have even noticed it. I bet you didn't trip over that word dignity once. <laughs> about that but I do think a lot about honor and I do I do tell the kids and you know this is something where you know when you feel like you're the child of the most high God like I'm perfectly Mm -hmm. made and I'm I know I'm imperfect but I'm perfectly made and perfectly equipped for what I need to do um when you hold on to that you get a different viewpoint, I think, of yourself. And one of the things that I learned through all this is no matter what's going on around me, whether it's court or whether it's a holiday event where I have to see him and her and the kids and Mm -hmm. it's awkward and weird, I always stay in my place, Kathy, because how I react is about me. How I behave is about me. You know, there have been times when people have come up to me and said, oh, you're so lucky your kids are being raised by X and Y. You're just so lucky. And, Mm -hmm. you know, in my earlier days, I smart mouthed back going, you know, well, it was a little awkward when she was sleeping at my husband at our baby shower, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and I would make some snarky remark. But then I realized that's that's not who I am. That's not how I want to be. So. I've learned over the years that people's behavior is theirs and they own it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My behavior is my behavior to own. So if you come up to me, Kathy, and you call me all sorts of names, I have a choice. And the choice has to be to honor me, honor me, honor God, honor the way I'm made. And no one's going to push me out of that place. And I think that's the gravity that you're talking about. And the kids Mm -hmm. model that because we talk a lot about, you know, in a divorce and especially when families are very, very different, Mm -hmm. you need to choose your behavior. You know, if 
at my house, we don't have alcohol in my house. And, and so in their house, they have a lot of alcohol use. So I say to my kids, the alcohol is not the problem. It's what you choose. You know, what are you going to choose at 14? You're going to choose to drink because they're drinking, or are you going to choose to abstain because you believe it's right for you? And I think those type of discussions, you know, kids have to navigate different systems all the time. The school has a different set of rules. You know, the church has a different set Mm -hmm. of rules. Households have a different set of rules. So it's not a bad thing, but getting Mm -hmm. your kids and getting yourself to take ownership over only what is yours and what owning your response that's the key yeah and i'm we're going to do a show called how to be your family's champion and and i cannot wait to get more into this with you because i know you have just a wealth of wisdom and but as we're talking about this i'm thinking about how those young men are just growing up to be such good respecter of boundaries and by that, I mean, I really don't even think you can respect other people's boundaries if you don't know what your own are. Yeah. But I think I think what you're describing here is is it clarifies for the boys. I, I love the way you put it that you everybody has to navigate different systems of rules within different communities that they're wherever they plug in school, work, home, different homes, different even t- different parts of extended family can have different rules. So it's a great skill to learn. I mean, that's a wonderful thing to learn to respect those different dynamics in each context. Well, and I think one of the worst things about being a single mom with your kids is this feeling that your kids have to handle all this stuff and learn all this stuff. And the fact of the matter is they have to learn it at some time in their lifetime. And, Kids of divorce just learn it earlier. So Mm. it's not necessarily a bad thing. And, you know, I'd rather learn how to eat right or behave when I'm six years old than when I'm 60 years old. So even though the lessons are hard for your kids to learn and they feel so young and so vulnerable, most of these lessons we all have to learn anyway. We're going to have to wrap up this this episode today and but I want to thank you for being so candid about what you went through in the courts and after your divorce I want you to come back and and share sometime the story leading up to the divorce I think there are many women that would be blessed to hear that story too but for today I just thank you so much for what you've already shared with us and and I especially thank you for the hard work you've done to get those boys where they are now thanks Kathy I'm going to say that I've seen you demonstrate this real respect for other people and learning to respect yourself. And I think a lot of women struggle with that. So I especially appreciate the fact that you focused on that a little bit for us today, Sandra. Thank you. Thanks, Kath. And then I also want to say one of the most beautiful things you did when I was writing my book on marriage was you really held me accountable to to say the truth about considering divorce myself, stepping back from it, And recognizing that not everybody has that option. It isn't an option for everyone to step back from divorce and make the marriage work. That just doesn't work for some people, and I know your case is one of those. So I just appreciate you holding me accountable to really be insightful and compassionate and understanding about what other people face. So thank you so much. Thanks, Kathy. This has been great.
Me too. So I want to thank you for being on the show today, and I want my friends to go to BeckMultimedia.com for more of you. I also want to thank Noonday Exploration. And if you have any questions or subject ideas or guests that you'd like to hear on Fireside Talk Radio, you can reach me at KathyCraffy.com. That's K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Echo, Truth with a Texas Twang spoken here joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today and we will see you again next week.